Welcome to the Females on Fire podcast. I'm Haley Luckadoo, educator, website designer, wedding planner, and big dreamer who took a hobby business born out of a college dorm room and turned it into a successful multi-business empire. I run on hard work and Dr. Pepper, and if it comes in pink, you better believe I want it. This podcast is for women in almost any industry who want the resources and inspiration to do what sets their soul on fire. I'll interview women who are exceptional at what they do to bring you the tools and knowledge that you need to succeed and to create the life you dream of. Welcome back, ladies, to this episode of Females on Fire. We are very excited for this episode today because we think we are going to be bringing you some amazing content for your business. So we're really excited to introduce Miss Laura Ball, and she is a Facebook ads strategist. So she's going to be sharing all of her knowledge about Facebook ads with us today. So Laura, thank you so much for being here. Sure, no problem. I'm happy to. I'm excited to be here. I love talking about Facebook ads. Yeah, well, we're excited to hear you talk about it for sure. (laughs) So can you just sort of tell our audience, you know, who you are? How did you get in business? How did you get into Facebook ads? And just give us your whole story. Sure. So um, my background's in marketing, and I've been a stay-at-home mom for a while. Um, And I started slowly getting back into the workforce as my kids um, went into school full-time, and I was getting a little bored. Um, And I found B-School, actually, um, Marie Forleo's B-School. And um, I took that course. Um, Then I started working for my chiropractor doing his marketing, and that's how I got into Facebook marketing. And I decided I wanted to start my own business um, with all of social media. And then I started learning a little bit about every platform and my brain kind of exploded. And I thought, you know what, I think I want to just narrow down into Facebook because I just fell in love with it. And then I dug deeper and I decided, you know what, I want to niche down even further and only specialize in Facebook ads, Um, not the daily posting, not general social media, just Facebook ads, because it really is a beast. And um, it takes up a lot of my time. And and there's so much to know, and it's always changing. And so um, that's how I kind of got into Facebook ads, I slowly like whittled down into this niche. And I seem to attract clients who are course creators. So online entrepreneurs who are selling courses, Um, or doing launches, or virtual summits, things like that. And um, I really enjoy it. Um, I like launching because it's, um, there's a lot of variety to it. A lot of people have different strategies. And, um, you know, I love working with course creators, because I'm very passionate about education. So um, it's just a nice fit for me. So I've been in business about I guess three and a half, almost four years. And so, um, yeah, I've been doing Facebook ads for quite a while. I have, it's just myself. And so I keep my client list very small um, because I want to give 110% to each client. I don't, I'm not looking for a big agency. I'm just looking to help my clients uh, scale their business. And I feel like I need to give them that kind of attention. Um, So it's been great. That's awesome. I love it. 
So you, I know you said you worked with a lot of course creators. Do you feel like Facebook ads are for everyone then? Or do you feel like it's, it really depends on your business? It does depend on your business, and I, I, I think it also depends. It, there has to be a right time. Not everybody should jump into Facebook ads right away. Um, I started, when I first started working with clients, I really took a lot of different people, um, a lot of different niches, different industries, and it was because I wanted the experience, and I wanted to also learn what types of industries I wanted to work in. But I realized over time that not everybody is ready for Facebook ads. They say, okay, I got my Facebook page up. I got my website. I'm ready to make a million dollars and run some Facebook ads. And so um, that's not the right time to run Facebook ads. You really need to kind of put yourself out there for a while, grow your email list, maybe do a little bit of Facebook ads, but don't expect it to um, you know, provide a return on investment right away. It's definitely, you know, you're looking at the, the long, um, the long pro it's a long process. Um, <clears throat> so I do think people can benefit from Facebook. All businesses can benefit from Facebook ads, um, whether it's just for awareness, um, you know, if you're a new business or you just want to kind of get the word out, Local businesses do great um, with Facebook ads, um, you know, and then of course e-commerce businesses, which is not something I've um, I've dug into. I it, I just it's a different type of Facebook ad, and I don't I don't enjoy it as much as I I do um, working with online entrepreneurs. So I tend not to work with e-commerce, but I do feel that people everyone can really benefit. It's just when you do Facebook ads is key. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So why do you think Facebook ads are such a great marketing tool? I mean, do they, oh, do they work that well? Yeah, they're so good. It's so great. You know why? Because so I, you know, I'm kind of old school and, you know, back in the day I was in marketing and I was doing newspaper. I'm not that old, but <laughs> I was doing news, newspaper advertising. And, you know, when you send a newspaper out, it's hit or miss. You don't know who's going to read it. You don't know whether or not they're going to come in and buy your product um, because of the ad that they saw in the paper. But with Facebook ads, I can serve an ad to the 35-year-old yoga instructor who lives in uh, California. And so it's so, so specific that I can absolutely you know, almost guarantee that I'm going to show this ad to those people. Of course, lots of other variables are coming into play, how much money I'm spending on that ad, things like that. But you can, you know, the targeting is so, uh, so detailed um, that you can really zone in on your perfect audience. Um, the other thing is that if you have an email list, an existing email list or customer list, if you're a local business owner, you could upload that into Facebook and you can show ads to those people only. Um, so you know that you're hitting your customers. Now, Facebook ads shouldn't be the end all be all. There has to be, it's a piece of your marketing plan. It's not uh, something that you should kind of like put all your eggs in the basket. It's like, okay, I'm going to, you know, put all my money into Facebook ads. It has, there has to be other, um, other marketing um, that you're doing. But if you're looking to, you know, touch your customer again, you know, maybe you're sending them a direct mail piece or you're, um, you know, posting to your, your Facebook page and your Twitter page and you want to hit them again, um, you could do that through Facebook ads. So I think the targeting is what's most um, powerful with Facebook. Right. So you mentioned your audience. So what is a target audience 
and how would someone go about like figuring out who their target audience is and defining that when it comes to Facebook ads? What's the process like? So I think you have to think about your business. I mean, that's probably more like, um, you know, kind of determining who your avatar is. So for, you know, online entrepreneurs, um, so for my business, for instance, if I were to start selling a course on Facebook ads, I would have to think about the type of person who is looking to learn about Facebook ads. Um, so who are they following on Facebook? Um, are they following Mari Smith and Kim Garst and Amy Porterfield, uh, Marie Forleo? You want to kind of get into the head of your, your customers. So if they were sitting across from you, and I do this with my clients because, um, you know, when a client comes to me and says, okay, you know, I, I don't have an email list. I'm kind of starting from scratch. I'm like, okay, so if your client was sitting right at, you know, your perfect client was sitting right across from you, who would they be? How old would they be? Um, would they be female? Would they be both female, you know, male and female? Um, would they be, you know, retirees? Would they be millennials? So you really want to, um, you know, kind of, brainstorm on, you know, all of the demographics around your, your perfect client. You know, are they high income people? Do they drive luxury cars? Um, are they in a certain area of the country? Do they live in the UK or, you know, can you serve them? Um, you know, do you, do you have a product that you sell that could serve anyone in the world? Um, so you really want to kind of research your, your ideal client. Um, there's tons of avatar worksheets out there or client personas. There's lots of different names for it. But that's what you want to do. You want to first have kind of understand that first before you dive into Facebook ads, um, you know, into ads manager at least um, to build your audience. Um, but you want to, when you're build, actually building the audience, once you know that um, and you're building the audience, you want to think about, okay, so what pages are they following on Facebook? Um, and you kind of have to think a little bit outside the box lately. Um, so if you are working with an online entrepreneur, um, you typically know that they probably have a CRM, an email service provider. So maybe they follow the page, the Facebook page, MailChimp. So you might want to target the fans of MailChimp or Entreport or ConvertKit. Um, and if they're course creators, maybe they um, follow the page Teachable or Kajabi or things like that. So you want to really think about what problems do they have and where are they going to get the answers to solve those problems? So for my clients um, or my students, they're looking to learn about Facebook ads. So they're on Facebook and they're following Mari Smith because she teaches about Facebook ads. Um, so I'm going to target the fans of Mari Smith because I know that that's where my fans are, my, my clients are probably hanging out. So that's kind of, and that's working with a cold audience. Um, if you're a step above and you have an email list, even a small email list, 500 people, um, what you can do is create a lookalike audience of that email list. And that's a little bit, it's still a cold audience, but it's a little bit warmer um, because they have the same attributes or similar attributes of the people that are on your list. So, and Facebook is just, you know, amazing. Facebook knows a lot about us. So it can, you know, when you upload that list into Facebook, it's going to say, oh, Sally Smith, she follows Mari Smith. Let me find some more people who follow Mari Smith um, to build a new audience of, of cold people. So 
lots of different ways. I think the first step is to really understand, get in the, the mindset of your uh, perfect client and then go into Facebook ads and build your audience that way. That's awesome. Yeah, that's so much insight. I didn't even realize just some of the things you said about how to target your audience. I didn't even realize you could do that with Facebook ads. I thought it was like narrow down age and gender and Location. Oh no, there's <laughs> so much. There's so much. And I spend several hours when I'm working with a new client, I spend several hours researching, um, you know, different pages that, you know, and it's, and it's funny because it's, it's, I, it's, it's me. So I have a couple of um, clients who are pet photographers. And so I'm trying to think like a pet photographer. I'm like, okay, so where are these pet photographers hanging out? What are they, you know, what pages do they follow? Um, and then what I do is I work with my client, we go back and forth. I'm like, okay, what about this page? What about that page? So I do spend several hours researching when, we're, when I'm building a cold audience, um, because you want to make sure that you're showing it to the to the right people. So I always give this example to some of my students and I say, um, you know, if you are a specialty, let's say uh, pet store and you, um, you sell a specific brand of pet food, um, you don't want to target people who love dogs because they might, not all of them are going to have the budget to buy specialty pet food. So maybe you want to, um, you know, target people who follow other specialty pet food stores or maybe online pet food stores. You want to really get into um, the mindset of what's the problem my client has and where are they going to find the solution? And that will really help you when it comes to targeting. You want to be specific um, and not too, too broad. Um, and, and always kind of shoot for pages as opposed to interests. I always kind of start with pages. So an interest would be they like yoga. Well, there's tons of people that like yoga, but maybe there's a, a very, um, you know, uh, there's a thought leader or a big yoga guru who everybody in the yoga world follows. You want to target that page before they like yoga because I might, I might like yoga, but I don't know who this Sally Smith is, who's, you know, a big yoga instructor. So um, again, really, you have to get really thoughtful when you're, when you're targeting. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> I yeah. know. I'm, and I'm sorry to overwhelm everyone. I mean, I'm, no, but, um, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's such great insight. And that made it seem so much more simple than, <laughs> than I've known it to be. I don't know about our listeners, but I definitely, that kind of, dumbed it down for me a little. So that was great. <laughs> that was so great. Good. So let's talk about for a second, the Facebook pixel, because I know that comes up a lot and nobody really knows what that thing is. So can you just explain like what the Facebook pixel is? What does it do? And how does it apply to Facebook ads? Yeah, the Facebook pixel, that is my, my, um, I'm always on a soapbox about Facebook pixels because, um, you know, when people, people think when you first start your business, you're like, oh, I don't need to install my pixel yet. I don't want to mess with it. It's code. It's all this stuff. I don't, I don't want to do it. Do it. That's the first thing you should do because there are people visiting your page and when they're visiting your page, the, pa the pixel tracks it. So it's basically um, when you have a Facebook page and you create an ad account, Facebook gives you this gobbledygook of code. And 
um, you have to take that code and place it into the head tags of your work your your website so um, if you have a WordPress website there's typically a plugin that you and it's not as complicated believe me I mean it, it took me a, a, several years to like wrap my head around pixels um, but it's not that complicated so you go into ads manager and you find the code um, and you copy it and you literally paste it right into the head tags of your WordPress website. Or if you have Squarespace, there's, you know, there's, it's, they make it really obvious. It, you know, it says, you know, code um, injection, I think it's called, and that's where you would place it. But what it is, is it's just HTML code that tracks visitors that hit your um, website. So when you're in Facebook and you're starting to build um, audiences, you can build an audience of people who have hit your website in general or specific pages. So maybe there's, um, maybe I'm doing a Facebook training on the Facebook pixel and I put a blog post out there a, a little bit, you know, just kind of giving a little bit of information on what the Facebook pixel is. Um, but then I want to run an ad to the people who hit that page because I'm going to hit them up with an offer. Maybe I'm going to, you know, do a free webinar or something and then pitch a course to them. So I can build an audience of people who only hit that page and then run an ad to them. Now it's probably going to be a small audience, but if you're, you know, if you're like Amy Porterfield or Marie Forley or one of those big guys, you have, you know, probably a lot of traffic on your website. So the sooner you get your pixel on there, the the better it's going to be when you are ready to run ads because you'll have some warm traffic you'll have people who hit that page and recognize you and say oh i know her i remember seeing her or you know so when they see that ad they make that connection oh i hit that site so it's just like when you go to the target website and you're looking at a pair of shoes and those shoes are following you all over the place until you buy the shoes that's what the pixel is and so um it's it's great for for, for retargeting people. So I go to the target website and I've been looking for something and it literally follows me everywhere I go. I'll see the image of those shoes because it's reminding me, it's saying, Hey, you visited the website and um, you know, don't, don't, don't you remember you have to buy these shoes. So that's kind of what the pixel is, but it's just one piece of code um, that when you place it on the website, it's going to um, start tracking your visitors. So it's really, really important to get that on there now um, so that when you are ready, even if you're, you're not ready to run ads, you know, until a year from now, you'll have such a nice warm audience. And the key with the warm audience is that they're more likely to opt in to something that you're giving away, or they're more likely to attend your webinar because they recognize you, they have a little bit of a relationship with you. Um, and it's not an absolute, you know, cold ad that they're saying. So that's the lovely Facebook pixel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that makes so much sense. I love it. So let's say that somebody's ready to run ads and they've got their, their target audience down and they know who that avatar is and they've got the pixel in place. Now what's the first step to running an ad? So you want to, um, well, you want to come, you, you want to develop a strategy. You have to kind of know what you're looking for. So think about what your goal is. Um, you know, are you looking to 
just get people to consume content? So do you want them to go to your website and read some blog posts? Do you just want to warm them up a little bit? Um, and if you do, then you might run some ads that are awareness ads or traffic ads um, that are just sending those people over to consume content. And again, if you're, you know, if you're knowledgeable on Facebook ads, when you do that, you build a custom audience of the people that are hitting those page and put them in these little buckets. So but I, I like to call them buckets. So, um, you know, if you're sending them to a blog post, make a bucket for the people who hit that blog post. And then you can retarget them later with maybe an opt-in to a freebie that you have. So the first step is really determining what the goal is, what, what you want to achieve. Are you looking to get awareness? Are you looking to get, you know, grow your email list and get opt-ins? Are you looking for people to attend a webinar or, um, you know, free training? Um, or are you looking for a sale? And it kind of goes in that order. Um, you definitely don't want to start. I don't recommend starting with, um, you know, sales ads to cold audiences because they just, it's like oil and water. They don't, um, they don't mix, you know, you're a cold, you're not going to get a lot of sales from a cold audience. They don't know who you are. You have to, um, you have to warm them up. It's, I, I always say, I always say this, it's the weirdest thing, but if you're going out on a blind date with someone, they're like, Hey, do you want to get married? The, the woman is going to run the other way, you know, and that's kind of what it's like with Facebook ads. It's like, don't serve them an ad to, to sell them something. You have to warm them up. They have to get to know you when you, are shopping online, you know, you've dealt, you, I've, I've developed a very intimate relationship with Target. I mean, I love Target. And so, yes, I'm going to buy from them because I've, I've developed that relationship with them or, you know, a local business here, you, you have to warm them up first. So determine what your goal is. Um, and then you're going to get into the ads manager and you're going to have a whole page full of choices in front of you on which you know, objective you want to choose. And knowing what your goal is, is going to help you to pick that ad objective. Um, and I could talk about those as well, if you want. So if you're looking for somebody to opt in, because let me take a step back, the ad objectives have meaning to them. So um, website traffic, I think it used to be called website clicks. Now it's called traffic. Um, that ad will optimize um, for a specific action. So if I select that, I'm essentially telling Facebook, I want you to find me people in my audience that are likely to leave Facebook and go over to this landing page or website that I provide you. You're not telling them to opt in. You're not going to, you're not, you, you're likely not going to find the people who are going to opt in using website traffic or, um, yeah, traffic. If you want somebody to opt in, you want to use the, the conversions um, objective because that shows it to the audience of people within your audience who are likely to opt in. Facebook knows that I am like a serial opt-inner. Like I will opt into everything <laughs> that comes across my newsfeed because I want the freebies. So it's going to serve that ad to me because it knows that I will, I am likely to do that. I am likely to um, to convert for that, you know, for that customer. So going into, you know, selecting your ad objective is just as important as knowing what your goal is because 
if you don't pick the right ad objective, you're not going to get the, the result that you're looking for. A lot of people, a lot of people, I do tons of audits, and a lot of people choose traffic um, because they're like, oh, I want them to go over to my page and opt in. I want them to leave Facebook. Yes, you want them to leave Facebook, but you want them to take the action. So you need to check, you, you need to use conversions, not traffic. And that's a very, very common mistake. People will use traffic because they think, oh, I'm sending them away from Facebook to opt in, but they're not going to do that. They might. I mean, yeah, they're probably, you know, they might. But then they're like, well, why am I not getting people to opt into my list? Well, you're using traffic as your objective. So those objectives are, are really important and, and making sure that you have the right one for the goal that you want. I love this. I don't know how our listeners feel about this. I'm sure they're like taking crazy notes, but <laughs> I am so excited to have you on here today because I am that person that has always clicked website traffic. Oh. <laughs> I'm not it's so easy to do. It's so easy to do. Yeah, it. no, that's yeah. so that's so embarrassing to admit that, but that is so me. And I've always wondered why my ads never do well and yeah. never get people to opt in. And now it makes so much sense. And, and it's, it, you know, it's a, it's such an easy mistake because let's face it, Facebook is not user-friendly. Like they do not make it very obvious for us. Even as an ads manager, I'm like, what the heck is going, like, what, what, what's going on here sometimes? So it, 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 you know, it's not just you and it's a very, it's a very slight difference, you know, um, you know, because you think website traffic, traffic, okay, I want them to leave. But, but no, the conversion is the, is the key because you want them to convert. You want them to hand over your name and email. Now, there is absolutely a time and a place to use traffic. Like in a strategy, you know, you might do some awareness ads and then you might do some traffic ads to kind of warm them up even further. And then you might, then you might do some conversion ads to that audience who was clicking, you know, through the website traffic ad objective. So you're kind of retargeting them. You've shown them some, you know, some content, you warm them up and then you're like, oh, by the way, you know, I know you visited my blog post. Here's a freebie on the Facebook pixel. And so that's, um, and that will also help to keep your cost per conversions down a little bit because you're targeting. Um, it's, it's generally cheaper to do website traffic. Um, and then your lead costs will come down when you use the conversion objective. So yeah, there's, there's so much. And, and so I don't, I don't blame people. I mean, I was in the same exact place when I was learning Facebook ads and I continue to, to take trainings and, and go to conferences on Facebook ads because there is just so much. And that's why a lot of people farm it out and they're like, I don't even want to deal with this. Um, but it's also not cheap to do that. So what I recommend to people is learn as much as you can, because when you then are in a position to hire a Facebook ads manager, you'll know what questions to ask them. You'll know what goals you want. You don't want to hand your Facebook ads over to someone um, and, you know, and spend a lot of money on their services on a month to month basis and give them a, you know, a decent sized budget without knowing what your goals are. Because you will need, because there are some Facebook ads managers that, are, that, that don't know as much and they might use website traffic instead of conversions. Um, you know, maybe they're just learning. So I always try to, um, you know, to tell people who come to me or, you know, who have learned from me, um, learn as much as you can, whether it's through free resources or, you know, mini courses or things like that, just so you have the basic understanding. Um, and then when you are ready and can afford to hire someone, 
you'll know, you'll know, um, you know, if they're doing a good, good job or not. Right. Gosh, where have you been all my life? Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. it. So you started talking about the conversions versus website traffic. And that sort of led me to my next question. So we know when to use website traffic, you know, trying to sort of warm them up a little bit and everything. And then we go to use conversions if we want them to opt in. Why would anybody ever want to use engagement? Because I know you can just try to get engagement on the post. Can you just give us sort of an example of like what that would be good for? Yeah, yeah. Um, So engagement, I think, is, and if you look at Ads Manager, if you go in, there's... um, there's different kind of levels. Um, and I don't remember what they are on the top of my hand, but I think the first one is like consideration. Um, and then the third one is, is convert. I forget what, what they're named, but you want to use engagement in, in a strategy. So um, sometimes I will boost a post, which I don't recommend boosting using the button, um, the little boost button. You can boost a post um, inside of ads manager. And I can explain that a little bit better, but, um, when you select the, the engagement ad objective, you're showing it to people just like with website traffic, you're showing it to people who are likely to click and share and like, and comment, not convert, not leave Facebook, um, you know, not watch a video. It's only people within your audience who are likely to engage. When you do that, it tells Facebook that that post is really popular. Ooh, those people like that post. Now, what you can do with that um, is you can then bring that ad in, um, that whole post. You can bring it into Facebook ads, um, into the ads manager, and run it as an ad. With a lot of engagement, you typically get lower cost per conversion. So let's say you're running, you you post something on your Facebook page and it happens to have a link to an opt-in. So you want to boost, you might want to boost that and, you know, run it as an engagement ad, get lots of likes and shares and comments. Again, you're not looking for people to click that link and opt-in, but what you then can do is pull it into ads manager and run it as a conversion ad. Because there's so much engagement on it, you'll probably get lower cost per conversion. So you're going to then run it as a conversion ad. And this is a little bit more high level, but you're going to run it as a conversion ad and, um, and, and, and show it to the audience who are going to opt in. But you might not pay as much per, per opt-in because the algorithm is saying, oh, wow, you know, this is a very popular ad. It's got a lot, it's got a high relevance score. The, you know, these people love it. And that's what brings your cost per conversion down. So, you know, boosting a post or, you know, running a convert, uh, an engagement ad is something I feel like should be used within a strat, a bigger strategy and not just alone, you know, alone. Like you have to be thinking about strategy. What am I trying to do? Because otherwise you're just, um, you're just spending money to, to show it to more people. So make sure that you're, um, you know, you have it in a bigger strategy, um, you know, without getting so like in, into the, the strategy side of things, it's kind of hard to explain, but, but essentially that's the goal of an engagement ad is to, to get more clicks um, and, and uh, show it to the people who are likely to do that. So it, it gets more eyeballs on your, on the post essentially. Right. So I use it, 
I, I don't use it very often, um, you know, again, but again, I'm working with people who are, um, you know, writing webinar ads and things like that. So I might pull in and add um, a post from my page to actually one of my, um, a launch that I just did, I boosted a post and she got two sales off it. So she made about $2,000 off of that one um that one boosted post. So it was, it's interest. It's definitely interesting. It's definitely something that I would recommend using if you want to get it shown to more people and you want eyes on it. Yeah, that's awesome. That makes so much sense. So you've talked a lot about conversions and, and everybody always talks about ads that convert. So what exactly does that mean? And what does it mean for them to be optimized? Mm -hmm. um, and how do we make sure they're converting? So what, when we go in and we look at the analytics of the ad and the performance of it, what are we looking for? How do we know if it did well? Yeah, sure. So, um, so optimizing the ad is essentially, you know, picking the correct objective for the, for the goal that you want. So, um, if I'm running a conversion ad, my goal is to get people to convert. So that ad is being optimized to show it to people who are likely to convert. Now, as the ad is running, um, actually, when I turn on the ads, I build a custom report inside of Facebook. Now, because I know that my goal is to get opt-ins, to get people, you know, to hand over their name and email, the one thing that I'm looking for in my report is the results. So how many leads am I getting and what is the cost per lead? Those are two of the main things that I'm, I'm looking for. So, and it's going to vary from, from industry to industry. I had a financial client and her lead costs are, were maybe nine, $10 a lead, but she sells a product that's, you know, one client might be worth $20,000 to her. Um, you know, some of my pet photographers get 60 cent leads, um, but they might be selling a smaller end product. Um, so it really does vary. Uh, real estate agents is another one. I don't work with them, but their cost per leads seem to be about 30 or $40. But again, they have a bit bigger product. So if they get one conversion and they sell a house, they're making, you know, maybe five to $6,000. So those are, the, so, so bottom line is whatever your goal is, those are the stats that you want to look for. Um, and of course, you know, cost per lead, you want it to be as low as possible. Um, if you've never run ads before, you have no idea what it's going to be. If you're um, like in my industry, my cost per leads are probably between three and $6. It kind of varies because I'm targeting pages or um, that's for cold audience. Um, I'm targeting pages like, you know, Marie Forleo, Amy Porterfield, people who are, you know, everybody and their grandmother is targeting those pages if you're, you know, an online entrepreneur. Um, so it's going to cost a little bit more to show it. But if I'm targeting a pet photography page, which is a very small, you know, niche, um, the cost per leads are going to be a little bit lower. So there's lots of different numbers that I look at when I build a report. But the main thing is that if I'm looking for conversions and I want opt-ins, I'm looking at how many am I getting and how much is it costing me to get those? Um, and is that within normal range? Is that acceptable? Um, how much budget am I spending? You know, if I'm only spending $5 a day, you're not going to get 
you know, and you, and you get, you know, your cost per leads are three or $4, you're not going to be getting a lot on a daily basis. Now there's so many other, um, you know, there's so many other numbers to kind of look at. I mean, I can spend hours on it, but um, the CPM is another stat that I will look at that tells me how much, um, how much it costs to show it, show my ad to this one particular audience. And this is a number that um, Facebook determines. So it could be $30. Um, and the higher it is, the more expensive your cost per leads are. So with my pet photography client, her CPM is generally between $10 and $11, and her lead costs are about $1, $1.50, um, $2. Um, the higher it is, the higher the, CP, uh, the, the cost per lead. So that's another kind of stat that I look for. I also look at my click-through rate. You know, how many people are clicking on the ad? Are is it over 1%? That's generally the rule of thumb. You want it to be over 1%. Now there is a stat in there. It's They have a click-through rate all and they have a click-through rate link. You wanna make sure you're looking at the click-through rate link because that means that people are actually clicking on, on the link and going over to the landing page. That number needs to be over 1%. If it's not over 1%, then you kind of do some um, diagnosis and you say, all right, they're not clicking on that because it's under 1%. Um, so something's off with the ad itself, either the image or the headline or the copy, or it's the wrong audience. Um, so there's a lot of different variables, um, you know, you have to look at and kind of make a diagnosis of, well, what's the problem here? Why am I getting, why am I not getting opt-ins if I'm not getting opt-ins? Or why am I getting opt-ins that are so high? Um, you know, what's the problem? Is it the offer? You know, there's a lot of different, you know, things that it could be. And you really just need to make one change at a time and see if that corrects it. Um, you know, sometimes I've had to tell clients, like, the offer stinks. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I think it's the offer. It's just not compelling enough for somebody to click on it and go over. Um, so I have to kind of work with it. Sometimes it's the image. You know, that image didn't work. Or maybe it's the headline that's not doing it. Um, or it's the ad copy. So you have to kind of, Facebook ads is all about testing. And when you're working with a very small budget, I totally get it. You don't have, you can't afford to test. But if in the end Facebook ads are going to be something, you know, and part of your marketing plan, you do need to make an investment early on and do a lot of testing and spend some money. Um, and you might think, well, you know, I don't want to waste the money. It's not wasting the money because you're getting data back from Facebook and you're learning more about your audience. You know that maybe an image of you is going to work better than like an image of a desktop or something generic. Um, you're learning what copy your audience likes. You're learning more about your audience. You know that this audience responds better than that audience. So lots of different numbers in there. Um, and, and really it does depend on what your goal is. If you're, if you're looking for, you know, if you're just looking for people to, uh, you know, go over to your website and consume content and read a blog post, then you're looking at the cost per website click. Is it, you know, within 50 cents or something like that? Um, you know, you want to look at, you know, if you're running video ads, you want to look at um, how much it's costing to show it for 10 second views or how many people are watching it till the end. Um, and using that to make, changes for the next time around, you know, using, collecting that data and learning from it. 
I hope that kind of roundabout answered the question. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And I love it. It's such good insight. So that was perfect. So at the end of every episode, I do a little lightning round with our guests and it's just things that I'm curious about from other women in business. So I have a few questions for you. Are you ready? Yep. All right. So what is the first thing that you do when you wake up in the morning? Uh, The first thing I do is make coffee. Like I cannot (laughs) function. (laughs) Nobody can talk to me. The kids need to leave me alone until I've had coffee. So that is the absolute first thing I do. (laughs) Understood. (laughs) And what is your go-to snack during the workday? Uh, During the workday, avocado toast. I love avocados. It fills me up. It keeps me full. And um, that's usually my go-to. It's quick and easy. (laughs) Awesome. What is one item that you cannot live without? My Google Calendar. Um, It is my life and it has everything in it. Everything from my schedule to my client's schedule to my kid's schedule to my husband's schedule. So I can't live without that. I would, I wouldn't know where to be. <laughs> That's such a good one. I love it. I'm such a planner person. So yeah. I'm a planner for everything. Mm-hmm. So I love it. Great answer. So what is your favorite quote or the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Uh, my favorite quote, I had to write it down because I have it even on my, my Facebook personal page. I love it because um, it just, it means a lot to me. So it says, don't fear failure. Fear being in the exact same place next year as you are today. And it really means a lot because I, you know, I was, I was working in a job where I knew, you know, I'm just going to be doing the same thing over and over again. And, you know, I, I didn't want that for my business. And it was like a turning point for me. And it was when I realized, you know what, I don't want to be in the same place next year. I want to start my business and, you know, I want to, I want to expand. And so um, it was at that point that I decided to, to start my own business and kind of invest in that. So yeah, that's something that speaks to me a lot. I love that. That's such a good quote. It's so good. Ah, that's awesome. So where can everybody find you? You know, website, social media, where are you at? Yeah, uh, lauraball.co, C-O, um, is my website. And um, my Facebook business, uh, business page is hello, Laura Ball. Um, and yeah, shoot me a message. You know, um, if you guys have any questions, I love troubleshooting with people. Um, you know, I do offer, you know, 15, 20 minute, you know, chat sessions. If you, if you just want to chat, um, if you have any questions, I have a freebie on my website. It's the, um, three things to do before you run Facebook ads. So it includes the pixel. It includes the strategy. Um, so grab that. It's just a freebie right on my homepage and, and shoot me a message. Let's connect. Um, feel free. I, I am, I'm, I give a lot. I'm, I'm a giver and it's probably a disservice to my business because my husband's like, why aren't you charging for that? Why aren't you charging for that? And I just, you know, cause some questions are just so easy that I can answer in two minutes. I don't want to be like, Oh, let's set up a call. <laughs> I'm just not like that. Um, so if you have a question on anything I talked about today or any other questions, feel free to message me and I'll help you as much as I can. And if I think it's something where, you know, we really need to jump on a call, then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll suggest that. But if it's for one-off questions, I'm happy to, happy to share my knowledge. I love it. And I know I will definitely be downloading that for you. <laughs> 
I need it for sure. Yeah, let me know if you have any questions. You know, I, what one thing I really love doing is, um, you know, there's a lot of people who like they get Facebook ads, they get the basics, but they're like, oh, I don't want to press that publish button. I don't want to send the ad out yet. I want somebody else to look at it. I am happy to, you know, to do like a, a quick audit before you run your ads or even after you run your ads. Like if you ran your ads and you're like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to be looking for. I'm happy to do that as well. Um, it, it's just nice to have a wingman, really, when you have when you're running Facebook ads. Because, I mean, let's be honest. Unless you have a big business and you have an agency running your Facebook ads, you're kind of on your own, and it's a little nerve wracking when you're spending some money um, and you don't know what results you're going to get. So I've been there. I mean, I spent thousands of dollars on my ads for my course launch and. Um, you know, and they did well, but I didn't know it was the first time I ever was doing it. So I was kind of using all my knowledge and like crossing my fingers. Um, and Facebook support is not the greatest. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's just nice to have somebody to kind of like shoot a message to like, is this right? Does this look okay? You know, so it's and then I and I really enjoy that. So well, that's awesome. And thank you so much for coming on. I mean, this episode is gold, like oh, good. so much good content, so much good insight. So I know our audience is going to love it. I know I did. So thank you so, so much for all of your help today. No problem. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. That's it for this time, ladies. But if you have just a minute, it would make my day if you would write a review and share how much you love this podcast so that we can keep bringing you the best of the best. If you're not already subscribed to the newsletter or following along on Instagram, you can find me at Haley Luckadoo on all social media and at HaleyLuckadoo.net for this episode's show notes, the blog, the shop, and pretty much all the good stuff. I'll be bringing you a new episode very soon, but until then, keep reaching for those dreams that set your soul on fire.